podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. My name is Scott and in this episode we're going to be looking at the top players to target in Game Week 9 on Sun Dream Team. Now as always we're going to start off with the fixture ticker from ffstuff.co.uk. A free website where it helps with all of your Sun Dream Team planning and pretty much all of your fantasy football game planning as well. So do check that one out. But this is the fixture ticker on Sun Dream Team. Now, I've gone from game week 9 all the way through to game week 11. You can move the little arrows along the top and it tells you how many games each team is playing. And it's a double game week. Well, there's a couple of double game weeks coming up. So there's quite a bit of variance in how many fixtures each team has so we're going to go through these one by one so there's teams that have between game week 9 and game week 11 six fixtures and this is made up of european fixtures and carabao cup fixtures as well as the premier league and those teams that have six fixtures are united arsenal liverpool newcastle and west ham then there's teams that have five fixtures these are teams that have europe but are knocked out of the Carabao Cup and obviously Premier League as well. They're all going to have Premier League games. So five fixtures, Europe, but no Carabao Cup, include City, Villa and Brighton. Teams with four fixtures, uh, which is just, just Premier League and Carabao Cup, no Europe, which is pretty much only Chelsea with the four fixtures. Uh, you have got Fulham as well there, Everton, Burnley and Bournemouth, but I don't think they're really teams that we're going to be targeting and then everyone else has free fixtures, so including Spurs and Palace, who are probably the most uh, popular teams on Dream Team that have just the free fixtures. So as you can see, Tottenham, while they've got some really good assets at the minute in Son, Madison, some of the defenders, you are losing out on quite a lot of fixtures if you are going with Tottenham players between Game Week 9 and Game Week 11 versus those teams that have either Carabao Cup or um, European football so just something to consider with your dream team planning and then so that's fixture volume but then in terms of best fixtures um, for game week nine specifically I really like the look of Newcastle and Liverpool for game week nine both of them have two favorable home fixtures so Newcastle have Crystal Palace at home and Borussia Dortmund at home Obviously, Crystal Palace are a good side. They don't score a ton of goals, but they are quite a solid side. Um, but it could be one to maybe target for those defenders. And then Borussia Dortmund, while that is always going to be a tough game, Newcastle have really impressed in the Champions League so far. So if you back them to carry on, um, that could be another good fixture for Newcastle. And Liverpool, so they're going to be the early kickoff when we return from international break. Uh, they face Everton at home, so the Merseyside derby at home in the early kickoff. Uh, whether or not you back the early kickoff is up to you. So Everton at home, and then it's followed by Toulouse at home as well, so at Anfield. Uh, but there is a fair bit of rotation that happens in those Europa League games for Liverpool at the minute, so that is something to consider for that double game week. But on paper, two good home fixtures in my opinion. Then I'd go down, I'd drop down, I think they're the, the best two, but then I'd go down to City and United after that. So both of these, I'd still say, have good fixtures. Despite both not being in the best of form, City can beat anyone, but they have just come off the back of that loss to Arsenal and a few dodgy results by their standards. So just something to consider, but Brighton at home does still look like a good fixture for Man City. Obviously, Brighton leaking goals at the minute and... 
Manchester City have got a ton of firepower. So that looks like a good fixture. And then they face young boys away from home in the Champions League, which I think should be absolutely fine. So two good fixtures for City. United face Sheffield United away from home. Sheffield United uh, haven't won a game yet um, and really look poor at the back, conceding quite a few goals. So should be a good fixture on paper for Manchester United and then FC Copenhagen in the Champions League at home. So again, this should be a really good double game week for Manchester United if they were in good form and if they're firing. But it's a big if. They're out of form at the minute. So are these two fixtures going to be the fixtures that turn it around for Manchester United? That's what you've got to consider. Then I'm going to go down to Arsenal, Villa, West Ham, I'd consider these as tougher doubles. They're not terrible. Uh, West Ham and Villa actually play each other in that Premier League game. But I'll start off with Arsenal. Two away games, Chelsea away from home and Sevilla away from home. So two teams that aren't as good as they have been historically, but still can cause problems. Chelsea have picked up a little bit of form in the Premier League. Uh, and Sevilla is always, always a tough fixture, uh, especially away from home as well. So... I'd say this is a tougher fixture for Arsenal, but they are in decent form. Aston Villa, they face West Ham at home in that first fixture. Um, so obviously, if you've got West Ham players or Villa players, both have been popular, they will be playing against each other in this one. And I can see there being goals in that game. So maybe not the best for defenders. West Ham have scored in every single game this season. And obviously, we know Villa have got quite a few attacking assets that have been pretty good. So it's going to be a tough game to call that first one. And then Villa play AZ Alkmaar in the Europa League. And there's been a bit of a mixture of rotation, I'd say, from Emery in that one. So, again, a little bit tougher to choose your players from Aston Villa in that game. But we will go into Villa. And then West Ham. So, obviously, Villa away. And then they play Olympiacos away. So, two away fixtures for West Ham. These are the main sides that I'm going to look to cover in this episode. Um, Spurs, I mean... I'm going to mention their fixture anyway because they do face Fulham. So if you have got Madison and Son, that is still a really good fixture for those two. But they will just play the one fixture this week. Um, and then they will just play three fixtures in this run from game week 9 through to game week 11. So that's when you might want to consider going for European players. But James Madison has been playing really, really well and scoring really well on Dream Team. So... I wouldn't be too against keeping hold of him. He's not in my team at the minute, but I can see the argument for keeping him. Um, and I'm going to narrow it down as well on this next slide. So again, fixtures from FF stuff. I've, you can tick through and narrow down your list of fixtures if you just want to look at certain teams to target. And just looking at more longer term fixtures, so from 9 to 11. Uh, Man City, their run still looks good. So I mentioned Brighton and Young Boys. They then play... Manchester United away from home, but they only have a single game week in game week 10 because they've been knocked out of the Carabao Cup. But then in game week 11, they have a really, really good double game week of Bournemouth at home and then Young Boys at home as well. So we'll get an idea of how they do in that away fixture um, in the Champions League. But in game week 11, that does look like... Um, Potentially a good week to maybe play one of your boosters, maybe a park the bus potentially if you're looking to have City players in yours. Um, I am going to be playing mine in game week nine, so we'll come on to that in a bit. But again, I can see a really good argument for playing it in 11 or other um, 
chips maybe if you wanted to bring a 12th man Haaland or Alvarez if you didn't have them already that could be uh, a good week for that <clears throat> United's fixture run gets a bit tougher after this game week nine so Sheffield United FC Copenhagen does look really good they've got six fixtures between nine and eleven uh, so that double game week but then it gets tougher in game week 10 so they've got Man City at home in the Premier League and then Newcastle at home in the Carabao Cup so I'd consider that two really tough games in game week 10 and I've mentioned it a few times already but I think it's probably going to be last chance for Bruno and last chance for Rashford in a lot of players team uh, in a lot of players teams and also if you look at Arsenal's fixtures in game week 10 you can probably look to get Saka back in when he plays um, Sheffield United potentially or move to Arsenal players from Man so Man United playing Manchester City and Arsenal playing Sheffield United could be a bit of a good crossover week um on to Arsenal's run. Oh, sorry, back onto Man United. So after that tough week, they've then got Fulham away and FC Copenhagen away. So two away games. They look okay on paper. Uh, obviously better than the week before. But if they don't pick up form, this is going to look like a difficult run for them. Um, Arsenal, I'd say it's toughish. So I mentioned the, the two away games, Chelsea, Sevilla. They then have Sheffield United, which does look like a very good game. West Ham away from home in the Carabao Cup. Now that all depends on what sort of lineups the teams put out. And then they have Newcastle away and Sevilla at home in game week 11. So game week 11 does look quite tough for Arsenal. Liverpool. Liverpool's fixtures look brilliant the whole way through, really. So Everton at home to lose at home, one that we're going to probably be targeting quite heavily. Forest and Bournemouth in game week 10. So Forest in the Premier League, Bournemouth away in the Carabao Cup. Both look good. And then game week 11 as well, Luton away from home and Toulouse away from home. So, I mean, if you don't end up including your Liverpool players, maybe in a part of the bus or just in general for Everton to lose, you'll get a good idea of how that goes going into maybe game week 10 or game week 11, whether Liverpool start to look quite solid at the back. You'll get a good insight ahead of that game week 11 double that looks pretty good as well. Newcastle, Crystal Palace at home, Bournemouth at, uh, sorry, Borussia Dortmund at home, which looks good on paper. And then that's followed by Wolves away, Man United away, which I don't think look terrible, to be honest with you. Obviously, Man United away in the Carabao Cup will be tough. Again, it will depend on the Carabao Cup lineups. Newcastle did rotate quite heavily in the last one. And then that game week 11 looks quite tough for Newcastle as well. Arsenal at home, Borussia Dortmund away. So tougher, tougher run towards the end for Newcastle. Villa mentioned their game week nine. In game week 10, they have a really good single of Luton. So I imagine defenders are going to be popular. Ollie Watkins, maybe Diaby are going to be popular to target for that one. Luton do look like a really good team to uh, target to attack with. And then game week 11, Forest away, AZ Alkmaar at home. So game week 11 looks pretty good. Brighton, so conceding goals for fun. Fixtures have been quite tough. Game week nine is horrible, and I'm not really going to even mention them in this next episode because Stupinian's out. Matoma, March, the attacking players do still look a threat, um, and they can still score goals, but defensively they do look tough, uh, do look bad. So Man City away and Ajax at home in the Europa League looks like a tough double to me. Fulham at home, that looks like a good fixture in 10. And then Everton away, Ajax away in game week 11 looks 
okay, to be honest with you. So after that Man City Ajax double game weeks out of the way, Fulham, Everton and Ajax doesn't look too bad. Spurs mentioned them, just the three fixtures. Fulham, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, all in the Premier League. And then West Ham last, Aston Villa and Olympiacos this week. Everton at home, Arsenal at home, double game week in game week 10. And then away to Brentford and Olympiacos in game week 11. So these are the teams that long term I'll probably be picking from. Um, but at the moment, I think probably City, United, uh, sorry, City, Liverpool and Arsenal probably look the best to target. And maybe Newcastle at the start. Right, going to break these teams down one by one and look at the players that I would like to target for game week nine. So Liverpool, I'm going to start with Mohamed Salah at 6.5 million. So he did go down in price last week before then scoring a brace against Brighton. Got 14 points, 28 points if you put the armband on him. Um, he's got six goals and four assists for the season. So he is doing pretty well. Uh, more assists probably than usual. But now six goals, he is ticking along nicely. Um, he's in my team. There's a shout that he could still be a captaincy option really for this week. Uh, probably is going to start the Everton game or he's going to start the Everton game. And then it's just a question mark how many minutes he gets in that Toulouse game. I think he started the last game but then came off at half time and he has featured off the bench as well previously. So probably a game and a half or a game and 20 minutes, somewhere like that, um, is probably what we can expect in this double. He's third for shots on target behind Haaland and Alvarez. So he is still getting plenty of shots off. Um, he's top for big chances created with 10 big chances created. It's just a shame that Nunes doesn't put more of those away. And then he's the fourth highest scoring um, player on the game. Five points behind Saka now as well, who's been flying. So he's starting to justify his price after falling down a little bit. Um Mentioned probably only plays like a game and a half at best in game week nine. And one last thing, he's only really picked up one bonus point so far this season. So most of his points are coming from things like shots, big chances and obviously goals and assists. Trent Alexander-Arnold is the next person that I'm going to mention. So 5.5 million for him. Um, I think he's probably going to go down in price again. He only got two points against Brighton. So I think there will be a lot of people bringing in Trent probably including myself this game week, but you will probably take a bit of a price hit there. Um, two points against Brighton, but the game before that was the one that was quite promising. So he played in that Union St. Gilloir um, Europa League game. Now, I wouldn't get too excited. I think he probably only played that Europa League game because he was building up his fitness. Um, but what was promising is he only played 60-odd um, minutes in that game. He obviously got the clean sheet points because he played more than 60. He got one bonus point, one shot on target, three tackles, one assist and a clean sheet. So really good performance from him. In 60 minutes, he managed to get 12 points. And I'm hoping for something similar in this game week. So if he can get a clean sheet or maybe an attack in return against Everton, I think that's still fairly likely. Um, but then that Toulouse game, it's anyone's guess what happens. If you get quite fortunate, maybe he starts it um, or maybe he plays the bulk of it. He did manage to play a big chunk of um, England's first uh, game against Australia, I think. So his fitness shouldn't be a problem. It's just whether or not they want to keep rotating. But someone else I want to mention who's uh, a 
A bit more of a out there pick, someone we wouldn't normally consider is Simakas at 2.7 million. Now, in um, on international duty, Robertson picked up a shoulder injury, looked like maybe a dislocated shoulder. Um, and there's actually been news out since I made these slides just a couple of hours ago. Um, about 35 minutes ago, it, it says, um, uh, I'm just reading this off Fantasy Football Scout, uh, but they've given the credit to at Maddock Mirror. Uh, reports suggest that Andrew Robertson is set to be sidelined for up to 10 weeks with surgery a possibility. So Robertson, the first choice left back for Liverpool, is looks like out for quite a long time, which means Simakas is usually the replacement left back. Simakas has been playing left back in the Europa League and in the Cups and He's been doing quite well, to be honest with you. Um, so it has started to get my interest, this one. 2.7 million, you could get a Liverpool uh, fullback, which seems quite a cheap price in comparison to Trent or Virgil, for example. So you get cheap entry into Liverpool defence for quite a good run of fixtures. Everton, Toulouse, Forest, Bournemouth, Luton, Toulouse. I think all of those games look very good. It's just how many of them he will end up playing. Um, so I imagine that he's probably going to get the Premier League games, which before he was just getting the cup games. But it's just a question of will he end up getting two games a week. Um, for someone that normally only plays once a week, maybe there might be a bit of fitness concern for him playing twice a week. But I do think he looks like a really, really good option. And his points have been quite promising as well so far um, this season when he has played. I know the competition's not been so good in Europe and in the Carabao Cup, for example, but in the three games that he started, he got five points, which consisted of three bonus points, seven points, which was three bonus points, a shot on target and two tackles. And then the last game against Union saint Jouar, I think he got 10 points, one bonus point, four tackles and the clean sheet. So he isn't, he's one of these players that isn't just getting the points for clean sheets because some defenders or some, some defenders do just pick up maybe one bonus here and there and clean sheet points. But if they're not getting clean sheet points, they're not really doing much else. He's getting tackles. You could say consistent bonus, three, three and one. Um, and then also shots and tackle points as well. So with this good fixture run, I do quite fancy Simakas to at least be worth more than what he's priced at at 2.7. So I think he's someone that I'm seriously going to consider. I did look on Twitter and I tried to basically find what Liverpool fans are saying uh, because we all have a bit of a different opinion about players based on who our clubs are. And I have seen a few people say that maybe Gomez um, could fill in at left back or the argument was that Robertson's been playing a little bit deeper to let Trent go forward and at times it could form like a back three so they were saying that maybe Gomez could be that left centre back um, and then I don't know Matip, Conate and Virgil could make up the other central defenders so maybe there's a possibility that Gomez rotates with him maybe Simakas just plays Prem and Gomez plays left back in the Europa League but it still does look quite appetising to me so one thing to note, this Liverpool game will be the early kickoff um, on Saturday, 12.30. So we will maybe get some leaks or some team news coming out, whether or not some of these players will start. So Twitter is the best place to keep up with that. But 
Zimmercast 2.7, I think he should be considered. Uh, then just a few people I'm going to cover really quickly. Nunez at 4.1, 4 goals, 4 assists, 53 points. But I think, I think I saw that he was mentioned to have a knock or some sort of injury today. So I'll just quickly double check it. Um, that would have happened since my slides come up. <clears throat> he felt cramping after the Uruguay game. Um... Suffered with cramp late on against Brazil, coupled with a long flight back, therefore making him unlikely to start against Everton on Saturday. So Darwin Nunes seems a bit of a risk. Luis Diaz, 3.7, three goals, one assist, 43 points. He's looking quite dangerous at the minute. And then Sabozla is someone else I like at 3.8 million. Two goals, two assists, 55 points. And he's got 12 bonus, so he's doing pretty well for bonus and he does quite well for tackles as well. Um, Premier League injuries.co.uk, I think it's called. Premier League injuries.com. That's a good one to check because Liverpool seem like they've got a few. Um, I did notice that Jota is potentially due back uh, from suspension or is due back from suspension this weekend. And also Gakpo, apparently there could be a chance that he'll be back. They've got him as 25% likelihood of playing. On to Newcastle. So Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, uh, so I've said it again, Bournemouth. Crystal Palace and Borussia Dortmund are the two Game Week 9 fixtures. And I'm going to say Kieran Trippier at 5.6. It's an obvious one, but he's got six assists so far this season. Um, against, West, sorry, he picked up his sixth assist of the season against West Ham. Um, had nine assists last season. So I can see him beating that hands down especially with European fixtures added on top of that. He did just get the one bonus point in the last game. Uh, I think they played West Ham. But there wasn't that many points around on that West Ham game. You had Trippier and um, James Ward-Prowse both scoring or having quite low scoring games. So I think that probably was down to both of them have quite good defences from crosses, set pieces. So maybe it was a little bit of a stalemate fixture when it came to that. Um, but 15 bonus points in total for Kieran Trippier. He tops the defenders, obviously, and the players for Newcastle. Um, but there are some other good options for maybe a defensive double-up if you're looking to really target these two fixtures. Or even Game Week 10, Wolves-Man United does look fairly good as well. Burn is top of the list out of the other defenders with 58 points. Um, has a couple of attacking returns so far, and he's at 3.9. Trippier and Byrne are two players that I've got in my team currently. Um, Fabian Scher at 48 points is just 10 points behind. Again, looks a really good option. Loves a shot from distance. Pretty good from set pieces. Botman's one to be careful with. He's flagged at the minute. I'm not sure when he's due back. Again, that PremierLeagueInjuries.com is probably your best friend for this. Um, he is currently being assessed and they've got him as 50% to return this weekend. So probably a bit of a risk there. And Lascelles at 1.8 has been covering for Botman, but I'd say at this point probably is a risk as well. So I'd say probably Dan Byrne or Fabian Share if you're looking at the double up. And then Isak, 4, 4 million, uh, grabbed two goals and 14 points in the last game. So he's in really good form, seven goals and one assist for the season. And I think he looks really good for this double game week as well. So two home games. I think that he'll be a very, very good pick in game week nine. You always have got the risk of Wilson potentially getting minutes. But I think there's a good chance that Isak gets a start plus maybe minutes off the, be uh, off the bench at least. So 
Isak, again, very good option at 4 million as well, probably underpriced. If you're enjoying this video so far, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel if you're not already. Do give us a follow on podcast platforms as well if you're listening on the audio. And also, if you're looking for more Sun Dream Team content, we've got plenty going on this week. So the Dream Team Tonic podcast is now up and available for everyone on YouTube and podcast platforms. So there's a link in the description below for that one. And then also, if you're just having a bit of a catch up because we've had the international break, I did do, uh, I released it yesterday, um, a match day recap where we looked at all the top point scorers and key talking points from game week eight. If your memory doesn't span that far back, so that's a helpful one as well. But back to the top players to target. Manchester City, obviously having a little bit of a wobble, lost to the mighty Arsenal. Um, for the first time in a long, long time. But again, we can't ignore their players. The form isn't, it's not going to last. They're going to be back on it. Uh, game week nine, Brighton and Young Boys does look like a double game week where they're going to score plenty of goals. Um, so despite three losses in their last four, I would not be concerned and I'd still be back in the City assets. Brighton conceding a lot of goals. Harland and Alvarez probably are going to be good captaincy options. I think I'm going to go back to Harland myself, even though I went for Salah last week. Went for Salah last week because they were playing Brighton and because Brighton are so open. I think the same logic really applies for choosing Harland this week. Or maybe Alvarez if you're looking for a punt. But Harland is the safer of the two, despite his poor form. So 7.7 million. I'm still going to captain him, but he does have no goals in his last three games, but it's not going to last. I think people have quite short memories and they forget how good he is when he just has a, a couple off games. He is incredible and he will carry on banging goals. I don't think there's anything to worry about. And I think people actually might start getting a little bit brave where he has been quiet this last few weeks. You're starting to see people transfer him out, starting to see people move the armband away and there's a punishment coming eventually and I don't want to be on the other end of it. So I think Haaland is a safe captain for this game or double game week. Uh, Eight goals, two assists for the season. So 10 attacking returns if you forgot how good he was. Yeah, I'm I'm back in Haaland this uh, this double game week to be a decent captain pick not too out there of an opinion that one um phil foden at 4.6 he's averaging 5.9 points per game um and surprised me actually i've got him in my team and he's been picking up bonus quite regularly doing fairly well um even managed to pick up seven points in that game against arsenal without really doing too much tidy player quite a lot of dribbles i think that is what was getting the bonus points in that game 14 bonus so far for the season is impressive and two goals, four assists. I think he will add to that um, quite soon with these fixtures coming up. Brighton, young boys, Manchester United, then that double that's at home in game week 11, which looks good, uh, Bournemouth and young boys. I think Foden is a very, very good pick for this one. Um, Third best or third highest scoring player at City as well. So you've got Haaland and Alvarez up the top. And then Foden just behind. So he's the sixth highest midfielder in the game at the minute. So I'm not sure what his ownership is like at the minute. Uh, Foden Foden is at 20%. So fairly highly owned actually. But 
I think he's a very, very good pick for this week. And then Alvarez, still the highest scoring player in the game at 4.7 million. There is always a concern after an international break because he is coming from South America. Um, they normally pl end up playing quite late and there's quite a quick turnaround. But um, I still think that Haaland and Alvarez probably will start this one. But it's always a possibility. He blanked at Arsenal, um, but before that, he had back-to-back 10-pointers. -back um, so again, don't always focus on the last game because he has been explosive. And one of those 10-pointers, I'm pretty sure, was coming off the bench as well. So six goals, six assists for him. He's second overall for shots on target. And he's averaging eight points per game. So a really, really impressive start for Alvarez. And don't forget, he's taking set pieces as well and taking them really well. So... Alvarez, we'll go on to him, but he's someone that I'm actually going to take out, but only because I'm playing Park the Bus, and it is one that's going to be sort of a hide-behind-the-sofa uh, situation because I do think he'll score well, but I just don't think he'll score as well as Haaland and Salah, in my opinion. But I don't know. It's just my opinion. Defensively, I'm still hesitant on the Man City defence. So only two clean sheets in their last 10 games. And obviously they've got a lot of options to choose from. There's been quite a lot of rotation between, I think it's Gavardiol and Ake at times. Um, Kyle Walker has probably been the best option at 3.6 million, looking best value. Uh, starting quite a lot of games. But John Stones is back fit now. He played for England as well and he got some minutes in that Arsenal game. So... I just want to wait and see and make sure that John Stones isn't taking minutes off Kyle Walker because he has played that sort of inverted right back at times. Uh, so I think I'd wait and see how they use Stones in this double game week or how much Walker plays. And then in game week 11 for those two home games, if it's looking like Walker's still playing every game, I think game week 11 does look really good. On to Arsenal, my team, um, as you can see. Saka, or a lot of a lot of this is going to revolve around injury news and injury latest, and it's a horrible situation to be in because Arteta is becoming a master of mind games. Um, doesn't give anything away in the press conferences. He's even sort of leaving, putting out false information to try and get people's hopes up. It's an absolute nightmare. Um, so Saka. I think most of us sort of thought he might be back for that um, Manchester City game. A few reports were coming out in the sort of FPL community and fantasy football community that Saka would make that game against Man City. Apparently travelled in full kit on the bus with the team and all that stuff, but wasn't in the squad. So he's marked for a potential return this weekend on that PremierLeagueInjuries.com website. And the latest was that he continued his rehab at Arsenal over the international break after being sent home by England. Um, but if he does, if he does um, end up playing, I do think he's a really good option. It's just whether or not you want to take the risk on it. Chelsea away, Sevilla away. Um, I think they look like good fixtures for attacking players. Definitely Arsenal. But it's just the defence I'm not so sure on. But. By game week 10, if he is back for that Sheffield United game, I'll definitely want him for that one. So, five goals, five assists, third highest scoring player in the game. Um, but it just comes with a bit of a risk because I don't know how much injury news we're going to get out of Arteta. And the same applies to William Saliba, who is in my team. He's flagged also with a toe injury. 
Again, he's marked for a potential return this weekend. Didn't go on international duty. Um, but I'm just not sure we'll hear news before the deadline. This one didn't sound as serious as the Saka one, though. Apparently, it's something he's been carrying for a little while. And I don't know if it was a rumour or something that I heard on a podcast. I listened to quite a few Arsenal podcasts. But I'd heard that he sort of might have had the pain-killing injections before the City game. So maybe just that little bit of a break over the international break. Hopefully, fingers crossed, he'll be back for that Chelsea-Severe game. But it will give me a decision to make as he is in my team. On the attacking side of things, though, Martinelli at four million um, came back in that City game off the bench and was the hero scoring the only goal of the game. He got eight points in this one. Um, he's averaged 4.7 points per game so far this season, uh, but has been injured for the last five. Just a one goal and two assists for him. But I do think that this looks like a potential good run of fixtures for Martinelli with Trossard potentially out with a hamstring injury. Um, so Martinelli on the left-hand side could look good. And I'm really excited to see Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus, and uh, or Jesus, sorry, and Saka all playing together because they haven't had that many, many minutes together. Um, there always seems to be one injured. So if we can get all three of those fit, I think they're all going to be really, really good options. Um, Jesus is... Well, Jesus again, sorry, at 5.1 million. Um, I do think he'll be a really, really good option. Just until we know Saka is back and he's playing as centre forward, I don't think I'd, I don't think he justifies 5.1 million. Um, he's done a job on the right-hand side, but just doesn't look as dangerous. Um, but if he's at centre forward for this run, he is someone that I would be considering. Last thing that I'm going to mention, um, in terms of defenders, we've mentioned Saliba. As alternatives, obviously Ben White looks pretty good at right back. Sinchenko is back playing at left back, but I just don't think he seems to really score that well on Dream Team at the minute. But Gabriel has been doing really well for point scoring. The only thing I'm a little bit concerned about is we've got Thomas Partey back fit. And at the start of the season, I can't, don't know if you remember, but there was this whole thing about Thomas Partey was ending up playing right back. Gabriel was left out of the team. Maybe it was transfer related or maybe it was tactical. I'm just a little bit wary of what we do with Thomas Partey because we've got Jorginho and Rice playing in that City game. Obviously, Rice can play as that sort of lone six. So it just means what do we do with Partey when Rice is in the team? Does Rice push on as left eight? Or does part and party plays sort of as the pivot, or will we see some experimenting again? Maybe for the games like Sheffield United, where Thomas Party then plays at right back again, and maybe Ben White goes at centre back and Gabriel drops out. I don't know. Uh, Arteta is a tricky customer like that, so I just maybe have a little bit of caution on the Gabriel one. Um, last but not least, Raya. 3.6 million. I think it's time to maybe start considering Raya at 3.6 million. He's got four clean sheets from six games. Might have been a bit lucky in that City game. Had a couple of wobbles. Um, but I do think he is someone to seriously consider. Chelsea and Sevilla could be okay. Sheffield United looks good. West Ham in game week 10 is a Carabao Cup game. I think that game is definitely going to get given to Ramsdale. Then Newcastle and Sevilla again. So I do think that Raya could be worth considering for a sort of double game week playing when it comes to Europe anyway, goalkeeper.
Manchester United, uh, finding them so difficult to assess in my own mind when it comes to Dream Team at the minute because the fixtures have been great, but the team have been rubbish. Um, Bruno Fernandes at 5.8 is the main question mark and player to target for me. Sheffield United, FC Copenhagen look like really, really good fixtures. I think any team would target Sheffield United at the minute and Copenhagen at home looks okay. It then gets tougher in game week 10, City, Newcastle. So it really is sort of last chance here for Bruno Fernandes, in my opinion, in my team. But has he been as bad as we've all made out in the uh, Dream Team community? So only two goals, two assists so far, and he's dropped all the way down to 5.8 million. So he's taken a big hit in price. Just the four attacking returns, you'd expect better. He's 11th highest mid, so... You'd expect better from that as well. Quite underwhelming for the price. But when you look a bit deeper, he's six points behind Foden in sixth, as like sixth, sixth highest midfielder, which then doesn't sound so bad. Um, just the 16 points behind Erdegaard in third, which 16 points this season isn't massive. You can, you can do that in a game. Um, Erdegaard has a bad game. Bruno scores and gets a few points here and there he's going to get 15 points, then the gap is not much. So it just maybe isn't as bad as we first think. Maybe we should give him a bit more of a chance. Out of the midfielders, he's fourth highest for shots on target. He's first for big chances created. And 21 tackles is right up there. It doesn't put him in the top 10 or anything because that's mostly like DMs at the minute. But out of the more attacking, um, better midfielders, he is sort of ahead of them for tackles I think he's tied with Saka so he is doing well for things that score your points outside of goals and assists but he isn't really getting any bonus points is the only thing so I just do think that if he gets some attacking returns he really will start to fly but at the minute I think game week nine is last chance and then if he does start to score and perform and Man United perform a bit better you can always bring him back again Defence, Dallo at 3.1 million. Defence has been a nightmare for Manchester United so far this season. They've been unlucky with um, injuries and to line up how they did for that last game. So against Brentford, they had Lindelof at left back, Evans and Maguire at centre back and poor Dallo with those guys playing at right back. 3.1 million. He managed to get six points in a game where they did concede. So... That is promising, but he's averaged only 3.7 points so far this season. Compare that to a Saliba or a Kasher on 5.1 and 5.2 is pretty low. Does look like a good double game week for keeping clean sheets, but Man United, or sorry, Dallow has only kept two clean sheets so far this season. Um, I'm not sure how many Man United have got in total, but... Yeah, it just feels like with Man United at the minute, it's wishful thinking a little bit. So from Man United, he probably is the best event defender to consider. But it's just whether or not you back them to turn their form around. He does seem like the most attacking option as well for them. They have got Reguilón who could be back. Um, I think Varane's back as well from injury this weekend. But Dallo does look like the one with the most attacking potential. Um, his only real haul, haul, though, this season was 13 points against Crystal Palace in the Cup. And Crystal Palace did rotate heavily, so I don't know how much weight we can really put on that one. And other than that, he's not really got 
many big point scoring games. He got eight points in a clean sheet against Burnley, and that was just about it. So I'm not fully convinced, but he probably does look like the best of a bad bunch at the minute in that United defence. Uh, one last thing to consider about United defence as well. I think they've got potentially an injury problem to um, Casemiro. I'll just bring up the injuries page again. Nothing nothing showing for Casemiro at the minute, but I thought I'd seen something on Twitter. But then um, Amrabat is marked on this Premier League injuries website as having a lower back injury and being assessed. Uh, potential return date is still this weekend, but it's just something to consider. Amrabat, maybe if he's injured, is going to weaken that sort of midfield. And Casemiro as well, even if he does play that Premier League game, he's suspended for the Copenhagen game. So they're not going to be at full strength. Then I'm going to go on to Rashford at 5.5 million. Uh, Well-taken goal for England, so maybe he's found his shooting boots, uh, but he hasn't really had his shooting boots on this season so far. He's only managed seven shots on target, uh, which is pretty poor. Joint 30th overall for shots on target, Marcus Rashford. So a lot of ballooning it over the bar so far. Um, but like I said, well-taken goal against Rashford, and maybe he'll spark some confidence. I think he'll go in the same category as Bruno as sort of last chance in game week nine then we have Aston Villa so bit of a mixed bag this first one game week nine West Ham and AZ Alkmaar but then Luton in game week 10 looks great and game week 11 Forest and AZ also looks okay I'm gonna go with Watkins at 4.3 million as the first player to target seven assists and four goals um, 11 attacking returns is pretty impressive from Watkins Although I might have expected that to be the other way round with more goals than assists. But you take it anyway. Uh, fifth highest scoring striker in the game. Tough double, but I do think there will be goals in that West Ham Villa game. Um, and then it's just whether or not he gets the start in the AZ game. Um, but you do quite fancy Aston Villa to score against anyone at the minute, I think. And then for Luton, you'll be... I mean, it didn't pay off... For Son owners in the last week, but you would still back Watkins to do well in that one. So more of a longer term pick in Watkins. Matty Cash, 3 million is someone who's in my team. Um, fifth highest scoring defender in the game at the minute. And one that's really, really dangerous for attacking returns. Two goals and two assists so far this season. But hasn't started any of the European games so far. So the two that he's played... He came on at half-time in one of them and in the 67th in the other. I think it was the 67th where he did actually come on and get an assist. Um, but you don't get the clean sheet points unless you play the 60 minutes. So I think he ended up with just like two points for an appearance, uh, an assist, and then getting a yellow card. So really quite disappointing how that one turned out. But I'm happy enough to have him in my team. But the real question mark comes with if you're playing the part of the bus chip. Um, whether or not you want to have someone that's not guaranteed for two starts. I think if you've just got maybe one or two that are a bit of a question mark, it's okay. But if you have got quite a lot of Europa League or Europa League conference players, I think it gets a little bit sketchy at that point. Um, but he could still get lucky with a start. I think Digne might have started potentially two of them. So it just depends how they set up, I think. But at the minute, from the previous, it doesn't look like he's going to start the European games. Um, one thing to consider as well is that they've got West Ham and AZ that week. And if you looked at them, I wouldn't really fancy Aston Villa for the clean sheet against West Ham. Um, West Ham have scored in every single game so far this season. They've got 
Wolf-Prowse, Bowen, big attacking threats. Um, so you are banking on an attacking return, really, from Matty Cash. He does all right from tackles as well, um, but not so much on the bonus. Someone that does do well on the bonus system, though, is Concert at 2.7. So he's 10 points behind Matty Cash, but has 14 bonus points compared to Cash's four. Um, he started both of the European games as well. So he's starting in the Prem and he's starting in the Europa League Conference. And so I do actually think that he's probably a better option or safer option than Cash. And he just seems to be competing with Cash just by getting these bonus points. And quite honestly, I think these bonus points are a bit more repeatable or reliable than attacking returns. Um, it's not every game that players get attacking returns, but Concert does seem to be pretty much getting bonus in every single game. It's just whether it's one through to like five you're, not, you're never quite sure but he does seem to be getting more than just the clean sheet points so concert 2.7 does look like a really good option from Villa and then just quickly on Diaby 3.5 million he was injured for a little while but he's back now two goals four assists it does look a decent option at 3.5 Digne I mentioned him but he's on four yellow cards I've been on yellow card watch and he's on four yellow cards in the Premier League so one yellow card from suspension and the same goes for Douglas Louise, who's been impressive at 3 million. He's the penalty taker, but he's on four yellow cards as well. So both of those two are walking a Premier League tightrope. And then Martinez in goal, 3.2 million. I do think he's a good option. He's playing twice a week. Um, there's not that many keepers that are playing twice a week. I think you've got Onana. Raya is playing the Champions League games and the Premier League games. And I think that he looks a good option, I just mentioned. Um... But then Martinez does have that Luton fixture to keep an eye on. Luton don't look good going forward at all. But then Raya has Sheffield United. So I think it's a tough call between the two of them. And on the next slide, I'm going to mention Ariola as well from West Ham, who could potentially be another double game week keeper. So we'll skip ahead to West Ham. So West Ham, again, they face Villa. They've got Olympiacos as well, which is a tough fixture in nine. But West Ham have been so, so good in the Europa League so far, or last season as well, actually. Um, I'm not fancying their defence, really, for game week nine. Two away games, I think Villa score. And I just remember Olympiacos being a tough game for Arsenal as well over the years. So I think that looks like a tough double game week. They then have Everton and Arsenal. Arsenal being the Carabao Cup game. And then Brentford, Olympiacos again. So a bit of a mixed bag, this one. Um, but really not fancy in the defence. But they've got some good attacking options. So Bowen at 4.8. Five goals, two assists. I think he's a good shout. Um, fifth highest scoring midfielder in the game. And I think West Ham will carry on scoring goals in this run. So it's just the defence I'm worried about. Um, also started striker in the last Europa League game. Um, I don't know if that's going to be something regular. I think Antonio might have been missing for it. But... We have seen Moyes talk a bit more recently that Bowen can be an option as striker. So maybe it is something they might want to try out in Europe. We'll have to see. But 4.8 million seems like a good price for Bowen. But someone that seems better value is Ward-Prowse at 4.3. A uh, very good price, I think that is, for the fourth highest scoring midfielder in the game. Two goals, six assists, no risk of rotation. And he's pretty much been playing 90 minutes every game as well. So... Really, really impressive. He did just get the four points against Newcastle. But as I mentioned earlier, that West Ham-Newcastle game, apart from, I think, Isak, there weren't a ton of points really in that game. So 
I think Ward Prowse will be back to his best in this run. Putting in those crosses, the free kicks, and just getting a ton of points. I think he's a really, really good pick. And then Ariola, who I mentioned, 2.3 million. So he's not usually the European goalkeeper. Uh, well, he was last season, but they sort of switched over who plays the Premier League and who plays in Europe. Uh, Fabianski has played the Premier League so far. Um, but he's on the Premier League injuries website as having a knock at the moment. And his return date is this weekend, so it could be a bit risky. But maybe just keep your eye on it. 2.3 million uh, is a decent price if he is playing twice a week. Lastly, Sofal at 2.7 million. He's on four assists. And he's just looked pretty good so far um, at right back. Emerson, though, appeared in my four yellow card list. So despite having four assists, Emerson looking really good on the left-hand side. He's one away from suspension. And Paqueta also is one away from uh, suspension. Four yellows. And I just don't think we can trust him with his yellow cards at the minute. So Paqueta, I wouldn't be picking him. Right, on to the fun bit, which is my plans for game week nine. I won't run through who scored with me all the points last week. That is in my last video that I did the game week eight recap. So you'll be able to check that out um, at the end of this video. There'll be a link to it. But I've got 74 points. I'm up to 764 total points. And my rank is at 2.4k at the minute. So green arrow there. Happy with that. Half my rank. But I'm almost certain. I'm 99%. Maybe 99.9% .9 sure that I'm going to play the part of the bus this game week. Game week nine. Now, this is how my team is at the minute. I've got Johnston in goal, Dan Byrne, Saliba, Cash and Trippier at the back. So, a back four. I've got Bruno Fernandes. I've got Anthony Gordon, who's now not suspended. Phil Foden, Alvarez, Salah and Erling Haaland. I'm going to stick the armband on Erling Haaland. I mentioned that. The reasons for it. Now, part of the bus. I'm going to want five defenders for this one. And Trent. I just want Trent for the part of the bus he's got such a high ceiling he's had such consistent attacking returns over the years so he's someone that i'm gonna want in for the part of the bus he the only downside is he's probably unlikely to get two games or very unlikely to get two starts he starts everton we're not sure if he starts the european game that's gonna be a a bit of a gamble that one so i'm bringing him in Regardless, anyway, just because I think that he can get a haul in even just the one game or if he features off the bench. I still think that he does have that potential to get attack and return. So I'm going to put Trent in. It'll be very lucky if he does end up with two starts. Um, I'm not counting on the two starts, but I just think with double points, he's someone that I want to have in my team. So Trent Alexander-Arnold is going in and it's going to be for... Julian Alvarez. So as you can see, I've got Alvarez, Salah, Haaland up front. I need to drop one. I've got two City, one Liverpool. Salah's doing brilliantly at the minute. Haaland and Alvarez blanked against Arsenal. Both can still hurt me. I know that by taking them out. But Haaland's the guy I want as my captain. So Alvarez makes way for, uh, for Trent Alexander-Arnold. So I'm happy with that. That's my back five. But that leaves me... Minor, that leaves me as sort of minus 0.3 for budget. So I've got to lose 0.3 million somewhere along the line here. So let's look at my defence. So Kieran Trippier, obviously he's going to be in the part of the bus. So 
Kieran Trippier stays. Big Dan Byrne. I've planned to have him especially for this double game week. I think Crystal Palace and Dortmund looks like two home fixtures. I'm backing these guys for clean sheets. Byrne for the clean sheets and he has had a couple of attacking returns. But Kieran Trippier especially for the attacking returns as well. So these two stay and they're probably guaranteed two starts you'd like to think. Saliba and Cash are the two that I need to decide between. I'm bringing in Trent. So either Saliba or Cash has to be downgraded by 0.3 or more. And then Phil Foden is someone that I did sort of look at as another alternative. If I didn't want to take out Saliba and Cash, I could do Foden, maybe down to Martinelli. But I don't like the fact that I'm taking a risk of taking Alvarez out. If City do go mad, I've still got Foden and Haaland. So I think I'm putting myself at too much risk by taking Foden out as well. So I'd like to keep two City players in there. So between Saliba and Cash, I have to lose 0.3. So Saliba, he's got a bit of a low ceiling. So he only really scores well when Arsenal are keeping clean sheets. I think that tops out around eight points, I think, if he gets the clean sheet. And he seems to pick up like one or two bonus points max. So not really expecting attacking returns for him. But the pros, he is nailed. He gets two games a week. He will play Champions League and Premier League if he is over his injury. Um, so that's sort of the pros and cons of Saliba. And now with Matty Cash as well, we know he's got a very high ceiling for attacking returns. He's almost the opposite of Saliba, really, in that he's not nailed for two games, but he's explosive. He can hit big scores. I was looking back at some of Matty Cash's um, previous scores. And, I mean, four, two, but then nine, two again, nine, one, four, one, 16, 10, and minus one. Um, obviously, that minus, you can get double minuses in playing part of the bus, which is pretty mad. But cash, explosive. But I don't think there's going to be clean sheets here. And he's probably not going to play twice a week. Saliba probably plays twice a week. Probably a better chance of keeping clean sheets than cash. But just not that explosive. And potentially flagged for injury so these are the two things that I've got to weigh up so I've got a couple of options in mind um so oh one last thing I wanted to add as well Saliba whoever I take out of these two go on to have a really good game week 10 fixture which is quite frustrating so Saliba has Sheffield United in game week 10 so you'd want him for that and then Cash has Luton in game week 10 for for that fixture you'd want Matty Cash as well so it comes with a little bit of a um a little bit of baggage making this move. The guys that I've got my eye on. So if I was to take out Saliba, I would probably look to go for Dallow at 3.1 million. Now, Dallow as an option, I can't go cash to Dallow. It won't make up the money. So Saliba to Dallow would be the one that works there. And I think by doing Saliba to Dallow, Dallow probably is more nailed for two fixtures than the likes of Matty Cash, for example. He's more of a safer pick. The other option I'm looking at is Simicass from Liverpool at 2.7 million. I've just mentioned that Robertson could potentially be out for like 10 weeks. So Simicass becomes a very good option at 2.7 million. But there's some question marks there 
whether or not he plays twice a week, whether he gets to start. We might see team news that he does start. Um, but I do think he is a good option to consider. And then that gives me the Liverpool double up. Um, and he's doing well for bonus and a few other points. So Simakas could come in for cash. And I keep Saliba. Or he could still come in for Saliba. But then I think that leaves me with cash, Simakas and Trent. All not guaranteed two starts, which I don't like. So I'm going to just show you a few of these on the screen here. Um, so... Option A, I'm really just saying Alvarez out for Trent Alexander-Arnold. And then Matty Cash out for Simakas. And the reason, uh, Cash has been brilliant. I feel bad potentially taking him out because he can get a good score in that first fixture. But I just don't see him keeping a clean sheet against West Ham. So I am relying just on the attacking returns. And then I don't think he gets a start in that second game. Simakas, on the other hand. He starts the Everton game, so we're in the same sort of boat with Simakas as Matty Cash. I think Simakas is probably more likely to get a clean sheet in that one. Then Toulouse, I mean, Simakas has been playing in the European games, but there's a question mark now. If he plays in the Prem, does he still play in Europe? Which I'm not sure. It is an unknown. But I do think that Simakas looks a good option. And I do like the look of having double Liverpool for this part of the bus option. Um... As I mentioned as well, Simakas, so like the three games he started, he got five points, seven points and ten points. So there are some big scores there. I mean, if he doubled those, they'd be quite good. 10, 14 and 20. Um, but it's just whether or not he plays two, two games. It's a risk. And then there is also the risk of maybe someone else does play at left centre back or left back. Um, there's risks involved in all of these options, I think, at the minute. Um, option B, or yeah, option B would be to keep Matty Cash, not have Simakas, and bring Dallo in for Saliba. Now, we know Dallo's got sort of good attacking potential. Man United defence hasn't been great, but the fixtures look good. He also looks good for two games a week, Dallo. So, these are really my two options. Um, option A, keep Saliba, take out Cash. Then I have a back line of Burns, Saliba, Simakas, Trippier and Alexander-Arnold as my five at the back. I do like the look of that one. Or we get Saliba out. Maybe we do get some leaks that Saliba's not playing. My gut says he does play. But if he doesn't end up playing or I'm worried about it, I can go Saliba out for Dallow. Then I've got Burn, Dallow, Cash, Trippier, Trent. Trippier and Burn are causing me no problems at all. Trent. I'm just expecting the one game, um, and then I won't be too disappointed. But, yeah, Cash and Saliba are the two real question marks. Let me know which one you think in the comments below is the better option. I'm leaning towards option A at the moment. Burn, Saliba, Simakas, Trippier, Trent. Option B, Burn, Dallow, Cash, Trippier, Trent. It's a tough one. I will um, let you know which one I go with. Before the deadline, I'll probably put it up um, as a community post or a YouTube shorts. Obviously, follow me on Twitter as well. I always post my team on there. Um, but YouTube community post is the most likely place I post it or YouTube shorts. Um, so do subscribe to the channel if you are not already and get kept up to date with all the latest stuff I'm putting out. But that is everything for this episode. So thank you very much for watching. 
If you've enjoyed it, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel. And if you're looking for more content, Dream Team Tonic Podcast is in the link in the description below. And my previous episode will be linked somewhere here. Uh, game Week 8 Match Day Recap. So thank you for you for watching um, and have a good Game Week 9. See you on the next one. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.